it's chaos <laughs> all the time it's chaos and it is overwhelming and it is exhausting um, but the peace that I have in my home now is something I would never sacrifice in any way shape or form again you are listening to the Grand Prairie Alliance Church women's podcast where our aim is to encourage edify and equip you as you grow in your faith May we be salt and light in this dark, mixed-up world. Welcome to GPAC Women's Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to episode number four of the Grand Prairie Alliance Church Women's Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Harder, and I'm so glad to be here with you today I'm so glad that you're listening in. Uh, Today's episode is all about being a single parent in the church and in the body of Christ. Uh, We're going to kind of talk about what is, what are we doing right in the church and where could we be growing and improving? Uh, My guest today is Jessica Green. Uh, We met um, actually in my van to record. So I just like ask for your grace and kindness as you listen to our awesome podcast that has a little bit of the background noise that you shouldn't probably have in a podcast, but we just may do. We had so much fun um, just sipping coffee and talking in my van. Uh, the church just had some stuff going on and we couldn't be in there. So you might hear the odd like dooley dodge pin it by or the dog barking, but I hope you can ignore those interruptions and still be able to focus on uh, what Jess is just sharing and also what the Lord might be working in your heart as you listen. So welcome to the podcast, Jess. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Happy to be here. So first off, Jessica, tell us a bit about yourself, your backstory. Where were you born and raised? And yeah, how did you come to hear about Jesus? Yeah, well, I was originally born in a little town called Smithers, which is up in northern BC. Um, It's where my dad lives and my stepfamily primarily live there. Most of my relatives are in the northern BC area. I uh, grew up with divorced parents, and so I was actually raised primarily in Kamloops, which is down in southern BC. And so that kind of looked like the normal divorced child upbringing of spending holidays, summer, Christmas, those kinds of things with my dad. Um, And then, yeah, going to school and all that fun stuff in Kamloops with my mom, and um, she is a Christian. My dad is an atheist, so very opposite ends of the spectrum (laughs) as far as beliefs go. But uh, the one thing that my mom always did was made sure that we were in Sunday school on Sundays and Bible camp in the summertime. And so I definitely grew up knowing about Jesus. Um, My grandmother, who is still with us today, praise the Lord, um, is kind of the pillar of our faith in our family and um so yeah so between the two of them I definitely had well-rounded um influence in my in my life growing up and so yeah 12 years old I decided to be baptized and wanted to follow Jesus and all of that fun stuff through childhood and Mm -hmm. um yeah continued on just pursuing Jesus and after high school and went to Bible college um, for a few years and um, studied music 
and then continue to work at the Bible College and life continues on from there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you feel like when you were in the church single, because I can kind of attest to this, that there was like this assumed, um, what would you call that goal of being married? 100%. Where we know like Paul writes about like the choice and the desire to be single. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I feel like we kind of sometimes forget about or ignore that portion of his letter. Right. To, I know that I'm guilty of like just assuming like the first time I met Pastor Wes, who is a single pastor at our church, mm -hmm. I just automatically was like, and who's your wife? Or like asked about a wife. Right. And he's like, I'm actually single. And then like, it was just so convicting to me because I was like, oh, see how you just did that without even thinking, Vanessa? Yes. And I'm like, yes, I am like so ingrained in, well, especially with pastors. But yes. again, that's not, he's not being unbiblical, obviously. No. no. But it's just like this thing we're just so used to. Yes. So yeah, sorry, I'm kind of, I now I rambled off. But. <laughs> no, it's okay. I agree with you. I, I think there's just, there's so much pressure to get married and make babies. And, and it's, it's not that people who are single and are older don't desire those things, but perhaps there's some wisdom in not just jumping on board. Mm -hmm. um, even when you do wait, like I said, I was 26 years old mm -hmm. and it still didn't work out for mm -hmm. various reasons. Um, so that part of it, we still don't, you still never know either way anyway. Right. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so you've mentioned that you are divorced. So what is life like for you right now? Cause you are a single mom and I just want to know what is a day in the life of Jessica look like? Single yeah. mom in it. Yeah, that, that's a good question. <laughs> it kind of depends on the day. Um, I feel like the best analogy and maybe most parents can attest to this, whether you're single or you have a loving, healthy partner, but parenting in general is kind of an eye of the storm experience. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it um, it's chaos <laughs> all the time. It's chaos and it is overwhelming and it is exhausting. Um, but the peace that I have in my home now is something I would never sacrifice mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form again. Um, but within that, it means that I have to do a lot of, a lot of trusting and being still in that eye of the storm. Mm -hmm. It means I need to know when I have to kind of cast out that line for help, um, which I have gotten very good at saying, yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> when people are offering their supports or, or their assistance, um, and just learning to recognize that I don't always see what I need to help me and and trusting that the people that are in my life who are seeing things and are suggesting things and offering things you know out of love um uh that there's wisdom behind saying yes and mm. thank you mm -hmm. I, I didn't even recognize I needed that um and that's happened so many times through this process of of divorce and and learning to be a single parent these last six years and um yeah, I have a storm. Mm -hmm. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's up in the morning. It's doing all the things. It's taking care of my son's needs and, and my needs most of the time. <laughs> as best you can. As best you can, right? And, and sometimes it's learning 
when I can't take care of it. For example, it's summer. My house does not get cleaned as much as I would like um, because I need to balance the time. I, I, I have projects to do. I want to go play. Mm-hmm. I want to be present with my child. And so I think that's really been the hardest thing in the day-to-day is um, recognizing that it's okay to just not be able to do everything Mm. to not actually be wonder woman (laughs) right that's amazing to make um time with your son a priority because Mm -hmm. i was thinking that too i'm like are my kids gonna remember if the house was clean like i'm sure they'll have some memories of some things but it's also profound to have memories where like oh my mom like went and splashed in the lake with me or whatever right like those kind of things the phone was down the tv was off we played together Mm -hmm. what has been the most challenging thing about being a single mom Mm mm-hmm I think the biggest challenge personally, and and I'm sure it looks different for every parent. Again, whether you're a single parent, married parent, doesn't really matter. Um, For me personally, in this process of like going through the divorce, healing, feeling, you know, let down in many ways by so many people and yet allowing myself to work through those emotions and I haven't always done it well Mm -hmm. but um particularly in the area of like anger Mm -hmm. and those kinds of things um not allowing it to to stew Mm. you know I think it's very important for us to go through through the motions of our of our of our brokenness and 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 our frustrations and our anger and just calling the emotions for what they are and allowing God to just really help you to release them um life is it doesn't matter what your experience is life is full of of difficult times it's full of of triggers you know (laughs) um and so just navigating recognizing those for what they are um and just releasing it and and just moving on right Mm. um it's not it's not god's intention for us to to be angry and bitter and um, broken. Mm. To stay in that place. To stay in that place. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Jesus felt the emotions, right? Definitely. He tore the temple up, right? Um, but he didn't stay in that place. Mm-hmm. He continued on. And ultimately, the cross happened. Yeah. Right? So, if he can do that... <laughs> pretty sure we can figure out how to um in a healthy way cultivate just emotional intelligence i guess and Mm -hmm. and cultivate healing and 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 in our own lives and stuff so yeah i think just going through the process of of just learning how to like recognize my own my own stuff so to say and uh being able to navigate that and and find the time Mm. It's a big one. Yeah. When you're a single parent, it the time is just here and gone. Mm. And um, so trying to find that time to carve out that time um, to really process. Um, and in my situation in particular, his dad's basically not involved. Right. Um, so a lot of times in, in, you know, divorce situations, there's that assistance from another parent if there's co-parenting going on parents get you know breaks so to say and do not get me wrong 
I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> um, having my child pretty much 99% of the time is how I would, I would want it to be. But it does mean that I need to rely on people yeah. that are around me, mm -hmm. you know, um, I have to really be <laughs> very intentional, um, about building my tribe around me. Mm. Right. So very intentional about the people that are in my son's life, the people that are in my life. Um, you know, obviously like I want to be supporting other particularly, you know, women that are coming out of abusive and toxic cycles, um, out of divorce, that kind of stuff. Um, but I also want to be surrounded by healthy, happy, married couples mm. because my son deserves to see that that exists. Right. Right. Um, his father's not in the picture for the most part. He needs to have those uncles, you know, mm. that are adopted uncles, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm so incredibly thankful for, for the people who have stepped up to the plate and, um, yeah. And it wasn't always that way, right? The, the first probably four and a half years of, of being on my own with my son, we had not ever been invited to another family's home. Okay. For a meal, for right. anything. Because if, I mean, naturally, you and your husband would want to invite another husband and wife. So you both have somebody to chat with, right? It's it's just the subconscious right. process. Not necessarily intentional, but often the like go-to. Yes. Right? Exactly. And so um, it wasn't until two Thanksgivings ago, actually, that um, a lovely lady from our church and her husband invited us. And she's become one of my closest friends here and you know they're always calling up like hey hubby's taking the boys out to go play disc golf can we pick dustin up on the way mm. right and that's what he needs yeah that's what i need mm -hmm. is is for those people that god has brought into our life that we are having those intentional relationships to make sure that that side is filled for him mm -hmm. that male companionship those 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 male authority figures in his life because it's very different mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very different moms and dads and men and women in authority over little strong independent boys mm -hmm. <laughs> um and so yeah I think that's been the biggest learning curve potentially like dealing with my own stuff but then also looking outwards and recognizing okay I need to be extremely intentional about um who I'm allowing in my life and who I'm asking to influence my son's life mm -hmm. in that way. So, hmm. yeah. To model masculinity too, right? Yes. That's so important. And like, yeah, like you're saying, I want to choose who's going to model that. <laughs> exactly. It's important. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so my husband, Travis has gone away for like a couple months for just like training for his work. And that was like a tiny window into what a single mom's life is mm -hmm. like without the emotional, like, right. Because, mm -hmm. like, I, I wasn't going through a divorce, so I mm -hmm. didn't have the the pain of that. Um, but what I thought was so awkward, and maybe you can relate, is, like, when it's the weekend, everyone wants to just be with their family. Mm -hmm. And then so I was like, well, I don't know where to go with my kids. Like, mm -hmm. I don't 
really want to intrude on people's family time like this is so mm. sacred it seems like yeah. within our culture which is great i'm yes. glad the family's upheld that way mm. but it was so eye-opening to me to be like oh who what kind of like single moms do i know or people that i know are going through stuff right now that exactly you're like who cares if my husband doesn't have someone to talk to or yeah. whatever yeah. um like that community is so essential and that was just like a tiny window a glimpse that i got into it and i was like wow Thank you, Lord. Like, this is yes. like the one silver lining of me feeling so yes. alone and yeah. isolated. Yeah. So, yeah, have you, do you feel like that or you had felt like that? 100%. And even for, for my son, um, he feels that way. He's eight and a half years old. And so often on the weekends, it's like, sorry, buddy, like, you need to just stay home because those neighbors are just having family time. Those guys are gone to the lake. No, they don't want anybody over today. And, you know, he's an only child. All he wants to do is play. Mm -hmm. So once again, the importance of me having to manage my time through the week with working and school activities and, you know, field trips and all the things that I'm involved with, you know, band practice for church, the once a month that we do that. And which is kind of my thing I do for myself. <laughs> um, but having to navigate all of my time so that I really Sunday can actually not have to spend it catching up on housework and paperwork and all of those things. And if I am behind, I have to just leave it because even my own child really struggles with like, I need somebody to just spend time with, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, I definitely, there's a lot of times where the weekends we try and snag another child from the neighborhood to go do stuff with because he's on his own too, right? Mm. So once again, super important for me to be intentional on, on, you know, developing and helping him nurture those, those friendships and relationships because, um, yeah, it kind of makes or break your childhood too, depending on your friend group, right? And yeah. so even for him having to, to navigate all of that. Yeah. Mm. So, and I know this is probably a personality kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but are you the type of person that you would actually just like ask someone? Like you're saying you're being intentional, but to be like, yeah. hey, can we come over? Like, would you, are you that type of person? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, I would definitely like, will you guys come over and join us? I actually just had the privilege of going camping last weekend um, with another single mom and her little girl. Um, so they didn't come for the whole weekend. They came for one night and it was so much fun to be able to like, go camping with them right so at least we have us together to sit around the fire her and I you know staying up till 1am talking around the fire kind of thing <laughs> miss the whole meteor shower <laughs> apparently there was a meteor shower that night but you know it just was such a such a beautiful evening to just I mean it's always good to sit around the fire and just have Jesus time <laughs> mm. by myself but it was just nice it was nice to to have somebody else there to to be in fellowship with and and the kids playing and stuff like that too and but yeah no I definitely have uh, you know I've gotten used to reaching out when I need to um accepting help when I'm not recognizing myself that I need the help um and yeah the importance of putting it out there mm -hmm. and then not being hurt when nobody can <laughs> Yeah, it's okay for people to say no, right? right. You know I'm like I mean? a last minute planner, so yeah. often sometimes I get a little offended, and then I have to remind myself. I'm like, yeah, you need to give people more than like <laughs> a few hours notice that you want to do something, right? <laughs> but I know that like it's kind of a little 
what's that called? Countercultural. Like I feel like some people are like, that's like a big no-do in to invite mm. yourself over. But for my personality, like I know I'm kind of maybe pushing someone's yeah. comfort, yep. but I will just ask. I'll be like, can I bring ice cream over to your house? I yeah. need to get out of my house. Please let me come over. Yes. No. And you know what? I feel like, I feel like in today's world, this is something that again, probably a whole nother podcast conversation. Um, really annoys me is that we've lost the art of just like popping over for an hour. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm in the neighborhood. Can I come grab a coffee? Mm-hmm. I have one friend that I feel comfortable of doing that. To do the pop in. Yeah. Like, Hey, I'm over in your side of town. Are you home? I'm going to stop for half an hour to say hi. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember growing up and we were always stopping by or people were coming over and everything has to be I think we've just gotten so used to social media and not have to actually interact with people Mm. that it becomes really uncomfortable to just pop by Mm -hmm. because we're, we're behind these screens and everything like, and everything's texting, everything's instant. Whereas when I grew up anyways, many years ago, (laughs) you didn't have that. You were just in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. right? Your phones were hooked to walls, right? And a cord. And a cord, right? (laughs) Trying to explain to my child what a payphone was, you know? Um, So, you know, it just was natural, especially in the city, right? Where it's like, I'm not going to spend 20 minutes to drive all the way home to call so-and-so to drive all the way back. No, I'm just going to stop and knock on the door and, hey, are you home? Let's have a coffee quick on the patio, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um. Yeah. And I mean, and I say that lightly because, of course, as a working mom, like, it's busy and my life is busy and stuff like that, too. So there's definitely like a fine balance of mm-hmm. of, of it all. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I can relate and I appreciate it. And mm. I, yeah, anytime you want to call to come over for ice cream, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> Bring the ice cream over. Are there any areas you think the church in general, not specifically our church necessarily, um, could improve or maybe be more intentional with single parents? Yeah, I think um, there's always stigma. And I recently kind of brought this up on our on our church family post because we had a um, event for singles this summer. And there's always stigma around singles events. Like, is this just like the hookup dating like event for everybody who can't find a husband or wife? Right, like, it's like matchmaking. Event. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I wasn't going to go because I grew up and my mother, Lord bless her heart, was always the one planning all the singles events. Oh, okay. And so I grew up going all the time and all these same individuals always showing up to all the, and, and I just, I remember the stigma, like just feeling like, you know, I don't even know what I was feeling at a, at a very young age, but just awkward, hmm. I guess would be, you know, cause obviously I was a teenager at the time. Um, and so, you know, there's just, yeah, I, I really was hesitant to go and, for whatever reason, I decided to just bite the bullet and um, attend, and uh, it was the best time. Okay, it was good. Yeah, one of the other ministry groups in the church um, coordinated it all, and it wasn't about any of that. There was, like, older teenagers, young 20s that were still single. There was 
widowers in their elderly age there, single mom like me there with my child. Um, it was just, and then of course all of the like married couples and stuff that put it on and planned the event. Just such a wonderful time. Mm. It was so much fun. We played, like mm. we did a scavenger hunt. This is something we need to do as adults more. This is segue. <laughs> we need to learn to play. Mm. We lose that in our in in, in our growing up here. So the ability to play as adults. It's so much fun. Anyways, <laughs> we'll we'll plan a ladies' night of playing in the gym one night. But anyways, that's that's another conversation. But yeah, I just it was so lovely, and and I I just deeply appreciate all the work and effort that went into planning that event. Um, and so uh, I know in the past, you know, I've been approached about, you know, we do small groups in our church. Um, and uh, I actually am not a part of one. <laughs> Don't tell everybody. But <laughs> um, again, that's one of those challenging things as a single mom. Like I have to prioritize my child's bedtime and and all of these things. And I, and anyways, back to my initial point was I had initially been approached to consider starting uh, a small group for divorced women. And my thought process immediately was, nope. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because, at least for me, and maybe others would feel differently, I don't want my life to be defined by my divorce. That's yeah. not who I am. Mm-hmm. That's not how God defines me. And again, we kind of touched on this intentionality. I want my son to be a part of a small group that has, you know, aunties and uncle figures and, and grandma and grandpa figures and intergenerational. I think that's what meant the most to me about this event that was hosted for the singles, you know, thing this summer it was how intergenerational it was because we have so much to glean mm. from each other. Right. Mm. Um, so that's like hugely important is not, um, I guess not putting people in boxes mm -hmm. based on their experience because it's not how God defines us. Mm -hmm. So I want to end on an encouraging note. Mm -hmm. uh, what encouragement or message would you want to say to any single moms listening that yeah. maybe they're in the thick of it right now and they're not maybe seeing the light that yeah. you have right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to be okay. <laughs> mm. We, we will rise above and even, even being out of the thick of it. So to say now it's still hard. Yeah. It's hard. Every day is hard. Um, but there's so much beauty in every day too. And so to really just learn to work through the process of releasing the hard, accepting it for what it is and, and just move into that place of, of, of the beauty every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And just finding, I guess, bringing it back to that eye of the storm, right? The storm's not going anywhere. It's life. Mm -hmm. We're all in it. Everybody, whether you're divorced, you're married, you're young, you're old, you're, you know, lost a job. You're in the best job of your life. You know, it, it just doesn't matter. We are all in our own storms mm. and, and, and learning to just find that peace and that calm in the center of it all, mm. recognizing that three quarters of the time, 99% of the time, whatever your statistic particular on any given day is, you can't do anything about a lot of it. 
Mm. You just, you got to focus on just being okay in the center of it and just trusting that it's going to work itself mm. out, that the God's got you in that, in, in that, in that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like Peter walking out on the water, right? You know, keep your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Always easier said than done, but 100%. it's so important to like, yeah. Extend yourself grace. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would say hundred percent extending yourself grace. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, it is like you said, easier said than done. And I fail epically <laughs> every well, day Yeah, as a mother, as a child of God, as uh, you know, an individual, you know, mm-hmm. it really, it really just comes down to, you know, extending ourselves grace not excusing our behaviors, not excusing our excuses, you know, all of these things. Um, but it's okay to extend our self grace Mm -hmm. and, and know that, that we are loved and we are cherished and God has amazing things in store for us. Um, even in the hard process, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jess, I am, I know I asked some really pointed questions, perhaps Mm -hmm. even ones that were a little uncomfortable to share about. So I so appreciate your humility Mm -hmm. and your vulnerability. And I just want to thank you so much for doing this today. And our hope is that this message spurs um, all of us into bringing love to those around us, whether they attend our church or not, um, that we would be filled with God's love to those single parents around us. Thank you again, Jess. And thanks for listening today. God bless. That is our episode for today. We want to thank you for listening. If you have any topic ideas you'd like us to cover, please send us an email to office at gpalliance.ca with the subject title of women's podcast in the title there. That way it gets to me. That would be great. We would love to hear any of your ideas. Lastly, we're trying to reach as many listeners as we can in hopes of growing the kingdom of God. Whether you tell someone in person about the podcast or leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, we would so appreciate it. Those things really help people find us. May the Lord bless you and keep you, dear friends. And until next time, God bless.